Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Welcome to it, folks. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour on a, well, smooth, relaxing Tuesday evening. We got a fall weather front coming through. We got our politics going nuts, but that's, you know, par for the course. But right now, I've got my shades on in the studio. So I'm feeling good. And right across the desk from me, she's got her shades on, too. We have Toy Toy. Hey, guys. You doing all right tonight, Toy? I'm good, Joey. How are you? I'm doing great. And this has been a long time coming. You returned to the show. Yes. And uh, I'm going to get a little serious tonight. At a certain point, we're going to be talking about uh, your casting call for your Fed Moms docuseries. Yes, yes. And that's all about uh, women formerly incarcerated. Yes, you know, correct. Yeah. Pay their debt to society. I think more important than just paying the debt back, like yeah. finding themselves and, you know, getting back into the community and back into their own lives. Of course. Of course. Picking themselves up again. But, you know, off air we were talking a little bit about... Uh, would you ever mess around with the Kardashians? I think this is the question everybody wants to talk about. <laughs> and uh, as a young man... Um, a mostly single young man. It's complicated. I uh, I don't think I'd mess with that. They're rich. They're fine. But I don't think I would uh, mess around with that. Because it seems like everybody who messes around with the Kardashians goes a little nuts in their own unique way. <laughs> yeah. Would I give Rob a chance? I think so. See, Rob, I, maybe it's just the, maybe I'm being a sexist here. But maybe it's just the women in the Kardashian family. Yeah, it may be. Though, does that now include Bruce? He's a biological <laughs> man, but he's a real woman. He's all woman. But this is what I mean. Like, Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner is the, was the, like, uber, like, the alpha athlete male. And now after, you know, hanging out with the Kardashians, he is the epitome of woman. Have you seen her new boyfriend? Uh, Caitlyn's new boyfriend? Yeah. Caitlyn has a boyfriend? Milk chocolate. Oh, wow. Good for Caitlyn. <laughs> well, and also joining us this evening, he's returning encore performance, Brandon God's gift Ross. Hey, Brandon, how you doing? I'm all right, man. What about you? I'm all right. I'm just learning new things that Caitlyn Jenner has a new boyfriend who's milk chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, you know, this is back in the day, man. He's not dark chocolate. He's not caramel. He's, he's milk, milk chocolate. chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> well, good for Caitlyn, then. That's uh, different. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm all about people being free and living how they want to live, but it, it doesn't mean I'm going to understand it all the time. Oh, of course, of course. not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are friends I have who have been in relationships. I mean, there are relationships I relationships I've been in that I look back and look at younger Joey and go, "What the hell were you thinking, younger Joey?" If I had a time machine, go smack myself yeah. in the face and knee myself in the pills. Well, but what's at, wrong with you, dude? But at the same time, you're kind of 
an amalgam of your experiences. So it's made you sure. into the person that right. you are today. So you're saying if I went back in time and slapped and need younger Joey, I would be messing with future Joey. Exactly. And so if I came back from the future, then I wouldn't be the same man I am today. Yes, Doc Hudson. Okay, everything's <laughs> messing with the timeline. I understand. I guess I'll just keep living the life I'm living. So, 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 what about you, Toy? Um, you know, as as far as like, if you can go back in the time, some of the more savvier relationships you've had. I mean, would you change them or would you accept them because they are part of the person that you are now? True, true. But if I could go back in time, I would not have gotten married at sixteen. Mm. I would not have two kids as early as I did. I would be somewhere probably in the DR just okay. banking. Okay. okay. I hear that. Because I, I was about to say, uh, we discussed that earlier, too. Like, that was the trend back in the day. Like, you basically married your high school sweetheart here. Yeah. You know, the person you hooked up really? with in high yeah. school, that was the person that you, nine times out of ten, married right out the gate. Well, me and my ex-husband, we didn't go to high school together, but we went to the same high school, so. Okay. Okay. Same difference, same difference. So, I mean, so in saying that, I mean, do you think that that, that type of ex- experience that you can pass on to your daughters and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, I, I do. I pass it on to my daughter and my son. Um, he's actually engaged to get married at 24 now. So um, oh, that's good for him. And yeah. He did wait. A whole lot longer than I did. So. Uh, yeah, I wish him all the best. And well, this is really getting to the uh, the heart of our our discussion tonight, and the the pith of it. And it's part of discussions, thoughts I've had. Where if you could go back, say you could take the brain you have today, go back to your younger self, say sixteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got married at sixteen. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. Yeah. And. We're talking, you know, right now about relationships, but you, know, you wanted to bring up this this docu series uh, about being incarcerated, yes. having gone to federal prison. So I I kind of want to just tell folks that story. Okay. And and we are putting out a casting call. We're looking for other people, um, but I want to hear your story, Toya. Uh, that essentially, how old are you when you kind of get involved in the activity that leads you to to being arrested and going? To prison. Um, just to give you a small background, yeah. I was working for a tax company here in Montgomery, Alabama, and um, we were indicted in 2012. Uh, well, actually, 2011. Um, sentenced 2012. Turned myself in 2012. Came home in 2013. I was sentenced to 18 months. And my charge was aiding and abetting. Okay. So you, it, it's not like you were the mastermind, like you're going out. Did you realize, when did you know that what I'm doing is illegal? Honestly, maybe a few months in. Okay. So um, you just, yeah. you were already kind of in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I was already in the middle of it. And a few months in, I was like, you know what? This, this ain't going to end well. This what exactly were y'all doing that uh, was illegal? Pretty much increasing. Uh, the customer's tax return to help them get more back. Okay, so, we, so tax fraud. Yeah, we were pretty much taught to help the customer get more than what they were actually supposed to get back. Pull that mic up a little bit real quick. Um, yeah, so essentially tax fraud, but you're part of this company and the whole company gets indicted. Yes. So yes. I'd imagine the guy who was running it served more time. Yes, it did, yeah. So you go for aiding and abetting and 
I'm coming from a place of, I mean, I'm sure everybody, uh, there's like some study out there commits three felonies a day. Especially federal. We're talking federal laws. <laughs> and so some people just, it's not enforced. Some people don't get caught. And most of the time, people don't even know they're doing it. Yeah. Um, so when you realize this is the new reality of your life, like you've been charged with it, was there any hope of not going to prison as you, you know, there, were... there was some hope, but, um, you know, of course, the prosecution just was like, you know, hey, you're going to have to make example examples out of these women and men. So, hey, we, we just can't let them right. the slap on the wrist. Right. None. I kind of understand the law in this regard. But yeah. uh, so as what is that realization? Like, walk me through what it's like in in your mind we were like okay i'm i'm going like from the first day and and how it changes you essentially. It, it essentially you know broke my spirit because um at this time when we were indicted i was no longer working for the company i worked there maybe oh wow uh two tax returns two tax returns two years and went off and Went to tax school, learned how to prepare taxes properly, went off and opened my own business, and I was in business six years when we got hit with the indictment. Wow. Okay, so this is six years after you had been dealing with these mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. That, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's, it has to be incredibly tough. Yeah, it was, because I had to leave my kids. Right, and so you, at this point, you have both children? Yeah. It's always been me, my son, and my daughter. Okay. And how old are you at the time? Oh, shoot. What was I? 30-something? Okay. <laughs> and they're, so they're in there like... My son was um, actually getting ready to go into his 12th grade year. Okay. So I missed his high school graduation. Um, my daughter actually um, had won three st- state championships that year in softball. So um, that year I left, they had so much going on. Um, right. And it, 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 that had to be the most heartbreaking. It was. It, it still is. It's hard for me to t- sometimes just to talk about the graduation because it's always been me and my son and my daughter from day one. So to miss that very important day, yeah, you know, that is. It's tough, but I mean, this is why I kind of opened it up by saying if you could go back. And the decisions we we make when we're younger do make us who we are today. Yeah, of course. Well, and it seems like you're taking the what you've learned from these experiences, and this is part of why you're putting together this docu-series. Correct, yeah. And, I mean, have you? I'm sure you've met other fed moms, so to speak. Mm-hmm, I have. And I, I really am interested in, in what is the main uh, thrust of this going to be in the sense of, okay, is it the experience in prison once you're out? The main focus I want this docuseries to be about is to show um, growth, to show that it's not the end of the world. You know, we met a lot of women that were incarcerated that just gave up. You know, they just thought, they thought, you know, it's over. I'm not going to be anything. My life is over. Um, I've had a couple of girls tell me that they saw some women commit suicide, you oh, know, Lord. in there. So um, it's basically a sisterhood. Like I've started a nonprofit organization, Fed Mom Support Group organization and it's basically a sisterhood to just show you know we we've made mistakes and we paid our debt to society 
now we are business owners. We are nurses. We are, you know, um, radio jocks. You know, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> so, right. um, it's just showing that it's it's okay to be okay with what you've done in the past. Right. Just learn from it, move on, and do right. You know. And you're talking about, in particular, people who are incarcerated for nonviolent yes. crimes. Yes. Um, which I think we can all understand there's a difference. Even though, I mean, people even commit violent crimes, sometimes it's just a mistake, too. Yeah, tr- yeah, true. I've met some women that I've talked to that, yeah, actually have um, murder crimes, but... Ooh. That's a, that's a heavier subject. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't imagine, because especially your story, that, that fascinates me, is that you were essentially involved in this business. You weren't even running it. But you were, I mean, you did what you did for two months and you don't get punished for that for, or excuse me, for two years, two tax periods. And you don't get punished for that six years later. That's what I thought. And so you already, in a way, had changed, like you were already growing and building a life. Yes. And I mean, did you have any worry that that would ever come up or did it come out of nowhere? Honestly, I, I just felt like it came out of nowhere. Man. I had left that company behind years ago. Wow. And so and but you knew that was something Yeah. I, I didn't about I that. did know that, you know Right. That, that there were some things that, you know, we shouldn't have been doing and You said you, know, you were sentenced to eighteen months? Yes, eighteen months. Did you serve prison? Did you have to do the whole sentence? Yes. 18? Well I did a year. In the federal prison, it's a federal camp in Mariana. Okay. Um, and I did eight months in the halfway house, and not eight months, three months. Uh, well, about three and four months in, at the halfway house, and the remainder on Lake Monitor. Okay. Now, what is it like in the the federal prison? What is life like there? You know, um, just being honest, yeah. it, it it wasn't bad. Hmm. You know, watching TV and. Hearing stories, you think you're going to get gang raped or beat up and things sure. like that, you know. So, um, it was actually like kind of being at home just without your kids. Right. Well, and you just, you have this new group of people you're with. Yeah, that you don't know. Yeah. And you have rules. You have to abide by their rules. So, hey, you go to sleep when we say go to sleep. You get up when we say get up. So. Okay. So it's not like it, the experience itself, I mean, beyond obviously you're in prison, you're missing your children, mm-hmm. uh, you're missing your life that you've already been building. But it, the the actual day-to-day life in prison wasn't some crazy, horrified, traumatizing thing. Where, Like if I think about me going to prison, I'm going to have a very rough time there. <laughs> yeah, because you're just too cute. Right, oh, Lord. <laughs> now, now this, this, this is my question. Um, during this time, uh, who was your kids? with their dads their dads okay yeah. were they able to talk to you or were you able to call them at this time yeah we're, communicate we're able, back and forth mm-hmm, letters yeah. stuff like that yeah we're able to talk on the phone okay yeah. okay i know that didn't help much but you know it was something yeah it's something so is there as you are i'm sure the halfway house helps but is there a big transition where it's like now trying to find a job, trying to when you have that that mark on your record, you have to mark down. I, I imagine on job applications that I've done this and I've went through this. That's always a struggle for anyone who has been convicted of a 
misdemeanor or a felony. It's it's always a struggle trying to find employment. So, um, yeah, I sympathize with those, you know, because they they want to get their lives back on track, you know. Right. They 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 want to do right, but I noticed that with some of them, they fall victim back to what they know hmm. because nobody wants to give them a chance. Well, and yeah, you fall back into the same patterns, mm-hmm. and uh, this is why you see people reoffend. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, luck. What I mean, this again. Your, I think your story is pretty unique in the sense that you had already moved on from that activity. Yeah. So, when you get out, do you? What is your first step as you're getting out? Um, I moved in with my parents. Um, my parents have always been supportive of myself and my siblings and I got my first job at O'Reilly's Dwayne Thomas thank you Dwayne Thomas (laughs) Um, he gave me a second chance and I worked Monday through Friday even though I was still like my little diva self like even when I came home from prison just to get back to work I was like look I can't work weekends I can do Monday through Friday (laughs) you know like a morning shift so he gave me an 8 to 2 morning shift at O'Reilly's and I worked making $400 every two weeks. Damn. Well, but I mean, it's something. Yeah. And it starts from there. And oh, and that's the thing. It We always talk about, you know, there's got to be more to life than making money and consuming things. There's yeah. Gotta be, but there's something to be said about having paid employment. It gives you some schedule. It gives it you does, some... Yeah some structure in life and I know that the worst most miserable times in my own life is when I wasn't working when I was just kind of laying around like there's something to be said about if you and it doesn't have to necessarily be like paid work like a, a morning shift yeah but if you have something that gives you some sort of purpose um, and structure it really can help and helps you from falling into uh, worse habits uh, and also, was there a major, and you've hinted at this, but the relationship with your children after you get out, was there any major differences there? Um, I think I noticed a major difference in both of my kids. Um, with my daughter, there wasn't really that mommy attachment anymore. Hmm. It was that daddy attachment. Like, sure. she's, a, she's always been a daddy's girl, but it's like she used to sleep with me every night. Yeah. And when I came home, I couldn't get her to sleep with me like one night. Damn. He couldn't have not one sleepover. But you know how teens get. Um, with my son, um, I think he battled with the fact that I wasn't here for that crucial year that he needed me. Because the plans were for him to go off either to military or college. Mm. He didn't do neither. Mm. Um, he's a good kid. He works um, right now for Rings. But... Um, he feels like, you know, I kind of let him down. And I feel that same way, too, you right. know? But I, have you been try- I'm sure you've been working to amend that. Oh, always, yes, always. Um, but I just hate that he never went off to college or right. the mi- to military, the, you know, the plans that we, we had. Well, best laid plans. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's tough. You know, I like to joke a lot, talk about, you know, there are things in my life that, in all seriousness, that I, I really do regret. Things, yeah. I mean, of course, that happen outside of your control, um, and some within. But 
I love this idea that you are trying to create now a medium where people can share those stories. You already have the organization to reach yes. out and say, this This isn't the end of your life. It, it will change your life. Yeah, it it's will. It will most definitely do that, but it's not the end of the world. It's really not. We just have to work a little harder, a, a lot harder, right? Um, to, to get what we want and what we feel like we deserve. Well, in my... I, I think sometimes in... I, there's an overemphasis, especially on nonviolent crimes. There's an overemphasis on punishment, which it can serve people. Right, I've seen yeah. people because they get a punishment, they correct their lives, mm-hmm. and it works. But I more think of, especially nonviolent crimes, of okay, literally pay your debt. So you steal two thousand dollars, pay them back that money plus some. Yeah, it I should be make you. victims whole, uh, make. Whoever you wronged, whole plus some. It should be more of the the sense of justice in that situation. That's just my common sense there. Mm. I don't know how you'd work that with legal reforms. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. Yeah. Well, well, you can ask Kim K that. Oh, good lord! <laughs> don't bring the Kardashians uh, back to really this. Brand brand. Well, I'm we're just, having a serious discussion. Well, wait a minute, but I'm but I'm just saying she went to the White House and somehow convinced Trump that hey, we do need prison reform. Don't, don't 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 know. Don't, don't care. knock the messenger. <laughs> no, I know. Don't know. Don't care. Yeah, don't knock the it. messenger. Right. Well, and that's that's where it's funny as hell to me. <laughs> like Trump is a character, all right, but uh, he seems for all the the things he says, it's like okay, if you can sit down with somebody, I think you can convince him of certain things. I think he. I think Trump could go either way. To be honest, as long as it helps him win, Trump will do it. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. But one of the questions I have for you, Tortoy, mm-hmm. like as far as this docu-series or documentary do you think it's going to change the narrative of like when when women get out will it make local businesses more susceptible to hiring i feel like felons and stuff like that getting to know the individual instead of looking at what someone put on a piece of paper will actually let you know you know that person and um you guys know me i've been around me am i like not mad cool you're you're amazing. You're awesome. You would have never thought in a million years that I had went off to in to serve federal prison. Well, and it's special, but especially like that word. She went to prison. Yeah. It's like I'm interested in well, why? <laughs> exactly, what was the story? And well, well I, th- I think shows like Orange Is the New Black. It's kind of giving prison a certain narrative that when you hear, you know, that this person was in prison, you have this idea of what it was like. And, and like she said, like she just described, like federal prison is nothing like that. You know, it wasn't all... Oh, I'm not trying to go back either. Though. Oh, of course. It wasn't all summer camp, but... <laughs> well, I mean, from my take and impression of Orange is the New Black, there's a lot of lesbians. Well, of course. I'm, I mean, right. that's in both prisons. And that's not federal prison either. Right. No, no, no that's, that's, that's prison. Yeah. That's prison. Well, prison. The, I think there's one season where she goes to federal prison, and it's just like a, a huge facility for a little I mean, while. just to give you a little background, sure. we had a hair salon. Wow. We had a movie theater. We had computer rooms. We had... I was I was the DJ jock okay. for, on the weekends. I hosted the talent shows. Um, we had... Softball field, volleyball field. Um, and this is mostly all non-violent yeah. offenders mm-hmm. are, are grouped together. Yeah. Okay. See, and this is where, I, again, I come back to, okay, you made a mistake, pay your debt, uh, and let's be open-minded about it. The stigma around just those words, I've been to prison, I've been incarcerated, mm-hmm. I don't think there should be necessarily a stigma. It's like, okay, did you learn 
what are you doing with your life now? Yeah. And if you have exactly. good answer to those questions, I don't think anybody should ever have a problem. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. And like I said earlier, people commit a lot of crimes and they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And they get they just don't get caught or they get lucky or they're connected in some way. Um, the justice system could always be improved. And but I like that this is a, a focus on the personal story, how to mm-hmm. how to better your own life after being in a tough situation. And so October the twentieth, it's a Saturday. It is. It's this Saturday. Um we're holding a casting call at the Hilton Garden right here in um Interstate Park, okay. Montgomery. It will be from nine AM until six PM. We are looking for women twenty one and older. If you serve time in a federal prison or a state prison, we would like for you to come out to this casting call and um, we would like to consider a few girls for this docu-series. If you're open to sharing your life and your story and your successes, you know, you can't be on that same right. getting in trouble. Mm, you know, I know it's hard at times. I, I know it's hard, you know, but we basically want women that are on the track, on track, and ready to get their lives back on track, you know, the right way, so. Right. No, and you, you had to want to get better. Yes. It really actually And you can be life. from Millbrook, Prattville, Wetumpka, Wall, Shorter. As long as you live 30 minutes from Montgomery, you can come out to this casting call. Again, that's Saturday, October the 20th. This Hilton. Saturday, October 20th, 9 a.m. until 6 p.m. at the Hilton Garden right here at Interstate Park, Montgomery. Well, and I'm hoping it's it's a big success because it's interesting to hear people's successes uh, when they've been through hardship, self-inflicted or not. Yeah. Uh, and you want to hear that redemption story. That, And I, we need those stories of rehabilitation. Of People are like, yep, I messed up in life. Some worse than others, but mm-hmm. I messed up, and here's what I'm doing to actually, you know, put my life back together again. Not just for me, but for other people around me. Like, yeah. I'm sure, and this is why you call it Fed Moms, is like, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of mothers. Yes, yes. And we, we want to base it around mothers, yeah. Absolutely. And the effect of what it means to be a mother, um, like, that's... That's the thing I couldn't uh, imagine. Like, yeah, I have this ideal, almost too idealistic picture of mom in my case, which might lead to a whole other weird discussion. <laughs> but uh, we got to hit a break here. We got to hit a break here. Okay. Again, we're talking to Toy Toy, but uh, Toya. <laughs> and uh, I think we're going to have a little fun when we come back, Toya. Okay, what we're leaving out to, because I love that Earth, Wind, and Fire. Some more Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's what we're I'm coming, talking about. We're going out to it. And mm-hmm. as we leave, I need to tell folks, and Brandon knows this guy. He's met him. You should meet him, Toya. Okay. Uh, Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. He's a real estate agent. Fairly okay. new real estate agent. And it changed his own life, saving up, investing in real estate properties, and then serving as the landlord or renting them out. And he made more money, and he bought another one and made more money with it. And he realized, I should go to real estate school. So, folks, if you're looking for a, a real estate agent, think Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group, 322-0662. Whether you're thinking of buying a property to treat it as an investment, to rent it out, the Goodson Group can not only help find you tenants before you even close on that property, they will help you manage it. They will manage it for you wow. for a small fee. It's a great deal. Or maybe you're coming up in the world and you don't want to rent anymore. It's a lot better financially to buy. I was about to say, like the rest of us, we're trying to get into the home buying market. And maybe you just really hit it big. And you want to go live up on the lake where the sun sets a little bit nicer, you know. 
Oh, yeah. Eddie Bader can give you a pontoon boat tour. <laughs> you don't have to go through all those winding roads. You can go right on the lake itself, pull right up to each dock of all the homes up there for sale. So, again, if you're interested, give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. 322-0662. 322-0662. Visit thegoodsongroup.com. That's the Goodson Group. Yes. Coming back, more with Toy Toy, more with Brandon. See what happens. Just, you know, free for all. It's going to be all out. Okay. Joey Clark. Joey Clark. Welcome back, folks. Oh, yeah. And I got to get this on vinyl. Okay, I'm about to ask a crazy question. Who is that? Prince. That's Prince? Oh, uh-huh. yep. New album came out. Well, it's, it's new release. Recorded in 1983, the people that looked through the vault after he died found a little tape that said uh, butterflies and cold coffee and cocaine on it. And it actually turned out to be 30 minutes straight of him just sitting at a piano playing music straight through, not stopping for 30 minutes. And what's the name of it again? Piano and a microphone. No, you said butterflies and... Cold coffee and cocaine. Those are two of the songs on it. This song is called Mary Don't You Eat. Classic. Oh, yeah. Gospel song. But uh, the whole thing's pretty chill. Uh, but him just alone at a piano. They recorded it on a cassette. And they found that cassette and put it out, you know, about him the end of September. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it a lot. Intimate kind of portrait. Yeah. I think Spike Lee, too, used this in the... Uh, Black Clansman. Yeah, movie, which I still need to see. I haven't seen that yet. Um, Brandon, you were saying off air that you wanted to ask Toy Toy a couple questions oh, yeah, about oh, his yeah. docu series. Right? Oh yeah, I, I was, I was wondering, um, like as far as the docu series, like would you be covering like the families, like how it affected them, that their parents or aunties or cousins were out of the household and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I can. We will be touching on a lot with the docu series. Um, I did want to mention that the casting call this Saturday, um, October twentieth, it will be filmed. So you have to sign a release form. Okay, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Now, has this been something like a labor of love? Something you've just been toiling with for yeah, a long time? You, you know, I've been working on this for a few years. Oh, so. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you, you know, I have to throw you out there. You know what I'm saying? I Cause, have. Because we've we've had conversations about this, and I just thought it was something dope. You know, especially because it's something that you went through. Yeah. So a lot of the best art to me is self reflection, personal growth, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. this seems like. It'll be that type of thing. Yeah, it most definitely will. Um, and, and that's what we want to do. We just want to show that, you know, we're labeled as felons. And, and, and at times it's harsh. Yeah. You know, but um, we're just normal people who just want a second chance to show that we're going to get it right. You know? Yeah. And, and you know what? I also thought that this docuseries would be something good. 
maybe you can show local young ladies at the high school level, middle school level, who's thinking about trying to make the easy buck and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they can, you know, it may deter them. Yeah. I think it'd be something good like that, like a, a ghetto scared straight or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, oh. hey, but... but it, it's more relatable because it's somebody that you see every day. Yeah. It's somebody in your community that, that went through this mm-hmm. and that can tell you what's going on. But it sounds like, though, it's not going to be uh, like we've, I've even had the, seen the scared straight stuff. Oh, and yes. I mean, some of it's it's like, well, damn. Yeah. I, I wasn't like, thinking yeah. about doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't sound like you're trying to scare people. It's, no, we're, we're most definitely not trying to share. I mean, scare people. We just want to just, you know, show our side. Yeah. Our story. We're people. We're not just the label. Felon. Our struggles. Because yeah. we still struggle. Oh, you yeah. know, things aren't all peaches and cream over here. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, of but, course. Of course. Well, I wish every night could but, be peaches and cream. Oh, of course. But um, another thing I hope you show is like a lot of your successes because you've you've come a long way too. You know? I have, and I'm just getting started. Well, that's where we kind of left off. Like you said, you're working that morning shift five days a week, but then like, how do you find yourself here in, in Radio Land? Yeah, I mean, I remember when I met you, you were working, the first time I met you, you were working in the sales office here at Blue Water. Yeah, I was working in sales here a couple of years ago. Um, you know what? I'm I'm just one of those determined, I'm determined, I'm motivated, I'm just, I have so much fire in me that I just can't give up. Like, I used to repo cars. I used to repo cars for five years, and I okay. did that with a tax office. Yeah. You know, I I just love just being able to get up and make something happen. I'm sure people love to see you then. Oh, you know what? Reporting <laughs> cars was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Not because I was taking people's cars, but because it was so easy for me. <laughs> Wait, so people would be nicer to you. The guys oh, oh, would be see, so nice. Come, come on now. You yeah. come out the house and see her and be like, what? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's I, better. I want to cuss her out, but. I remember oh, that, oh, like, you, what oh, was that? Oh, you here to get my car? Word? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm here to get your car. I, I know. She sees she playing the innocent look. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my, yeah. oh, my God. If you paid to $700, <laughs> I wouldn't have to do this. I'm so sorry. I'm not, I was just my own commission to do this. Exactly. Like, I'm not the one who's actually taking it. And, and see, most guys be like, well, you know what? Just give me your number. You know, where I can send the money at, you know. And wasn't there a reality show about that for a little, a yeah, few years? Repo. Yeah, yeah. Repo. But yeah. What, would, what would be the coolest thing is if people would pull up on the side of me in my Minuteman truck, and mainly the guys, they would roll the window down and say, hey, if you ever come to get my car, I'm going to have the keys ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old school players right there. <laughs> Most, yeah, it's got to help. Yeah, it's got to help, like especially dealing with guys. So, yeah. so, so, wait a minute. So, so, who's directing this docu series? Well, I don't want to put all that information out there just yet, but okay. just know okay. mm. he is well known in Hollywood world. Okay. And this new team that I have is just, I'm so, so, so blessed. Like to have this new team that I'm working with and um, I'm excited. I'm just ready to get things started. That's what's up. That's, That's what's awesome. Up. Yeah. I was about to say, you, big star here, Brandon, <laughs> right in front of us. I, I know, I know. We're going to say we knew her when, you know. I know. It's like, maybe, maybe we should get But where am I going? I'm going to still be right here doing my show yeah, on 100.5 Classic Jams. Jams. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I was about to say, I don't know. 
They they may be trying to snatch it away. Or something. Just don't get that big head and just forget about you know poor old Joey the, 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 and Brandon. I would never the, the little people never. the little people out here. I would right. never. So yeah. so was it hard for you getting into radio? I mean, because not only did you have to battle the the stigma of being a felon, but you were also a black woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and this is not really surprisingly not an industry that a lot of women period get into. True. Because you have to reveal so much of yourself. I mean, was it hard when you first came here, coming from sales to doing a show? Just being honest, I got to give my great unk, my bestie, my homie, Jerome Davison, a big shout out. Jerome. I've been knowing Jerome about 15, 14 years. Okay. And he knew me. He knew me as an individual. He knew my spirit. He just knew what type of person I was. And when I came home, he was like, hey, we got some positions open over at Blue Water. Why don't you put an application? Give it a shot. Right. I shot my shot. And it went in. And it went in. That's That's awesome. That's awesome. Because, I mean, and radio is, it's you meet all types of folks here in radio. Like the radio world. And and y'all are like the coolest people ever. Like, I love radio world. Yeah, I try to be cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I often feel like I'm awkward. You're always cool. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, but it's my insecurity that just leaves me kind of stunned and cool. That's what I mean by cool. Like, I'm just insecure and stunned half the time. And, and see, another thing I've noticed, like, uh, I've been listening to your show here lately, and I don't know, it seems like you, you've really been passionate about, you know, trying to get people loud and trying to get the word out about this casting call. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. You know, and it's and I like seeing the fire in you. You know, it's I don't know. It's like a new type of energy on you, so I, I like it though. Um, you know what? Like I said, I I just have so much fire burning inside of me. It's not gonna go out no time soon. So, um, if anybody is listening from Mariana, Florida, Florida, look, mm-hmm. Florida, Florida. I got a little accent, Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, ladies, keep your heads up. It's not the end of the world, and I promise you, you know, they say um, sometimes when it rains, it pours, but you got this. Like, it's, it's a piece of cake. It so, really is. So, do you have any other projects in the work that's that's kind of on, on paper I, I, right now? I do. Actually, I do. Wow. I've actually written three other shows. Okay. I've created four inventions. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And I did a lot of this when I was serving my time. Right, okay. So, um, just being here at Blue Water Broadcasting, I was like, now I need to start putting it to work. Okay. Into action. Fascinating. So, the main thing I want to do is get this docu-series yeah. out the door. Okay. And then y'all will see these fantastic inventions that I've created, you know, that I just got to keep to myself right now. Of course. Unless there are some investors out there who just want to go ahead and get them out there, you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I hear that. Yeah, Man, yeah. She's going to be a star, Brandon. She's going to be a mogul. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to be see, left in the dust over here. But, but no, see, you're the, not. Yeah. You're going to be my Johnny Depp. I'm taking okay. you with me. Oh, yeah. I'll just see, <laughs> hang around and look pretty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that'll be my role. But also, I want to point something out real quick. And I know the audience can't see us necessarily, mm-hmm. but we only have one light, one fluorescent light on in the studio. It's not the usual one. <laughs> I, I'm used to having on uh, toy, and uh, Brandon is standing right underneath that light, and he's standing up. He's got the microphone. <laughs> it's like. Like, we're both being, like, like he's the Inquisitor. He's auditioning for Star Search right now. He's yeah. like, so, 
Yeah. What could he do for me? With his hands behind his back. Yeah. I try, I try. It's just like it's an imposing figure. You get the light behind you, Brandon. It's like, my goodness, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Try, trying to shine a light on the truth out here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, there's one question that I didn't ask because, you know, we talked about, you know, that you want to sh- shed that label in a way that, like, yes, I've, I'm, I'm a, I am a felon, but that's not me completely. And we yeah. talked about kind of finding job opportunities and working, not falling back into the same old patterns. Does it affect, say you're out there on the dating scene, does it affect that aspect of life or somebody finds that out? You know what? Just being honest. Mm-hmm. No. Nice. That's good. I don't know if it's because my looks ain't that bad. No, you're a good-looking woman. Yeah. But when men find out, it's kind of a turn-on. Uh, <laughs> it's an added it's a, thing. It's, it's, it a, it's a disbelief, a turn-on. Uh, girl, you what? <laughs> Really? So okay. you got a little thug in you then, huh? Oh, like, man. no, I ain't got no thug in me. <laughs> but, 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 you, but you know what it is. That's that, that's that stigma, but... I've got that accountant in me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. So, so you said... So will you be working with other local programs to help felons get... Well, especially female felons here get hired once they get out? You know what? When I say, y'all, my plans are so big, like, I want to actually have my own business and I want to hire nothing but felons. Like, I, when, they, when they're coming home and, and they want to get on that right path and, and they need that help, and I'm not talking about no 9 and $8 an hour jobs. Like, I want to be able to offer 12 and $13 sure. an hour. Because I know there are women out there who deserve a second chance and who really want that second chance. Who really just want to show, you know, I'm not this person. This, yeah. this That's not me. And, and, the, and the good thing is, it'll give them a choice to not have to go back to what they used to do. So now I have a choice where I can get a better paying job. So it's mm-hmm. really not an excuse anymore. Yeah. Well, I love your mindset of not only seizing opportunities, but creating them. Yeah. Mm. That's how you really, I mean, build up a community. You create opportunities. I have dreams of owning my own call center. Okay. That's awesome. And okay. employing nothing but women. Sorry, men, you know, but I'll do something for that's you. That's all good. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, 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 like, that's why I was wanted to talk about the other projects you had in the work, you know. Yeah. Because I know it's something out there for the guys, you know. No, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah, we love feet rub. We, we love our feet rub, so yeah. Oh, wow, wow. Mm. Just put us to work, huh? Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Are there like, I mean, I do, and this is a f- weird thing to say out loud, but there is a lot these days, and all power to it, like a lot of power to women. Like, women got to stick together, women are speaking out. Again, I say all power to it. But I don't hear that as often about men's groups. We need the men to stick together. And I'm not asking for it. Well, of course. But you have to consider, men are not as emotionally in touch with their feelings. We're not not taught to be emotional. Uh Mm -hmm. We're not taught to group together. But we Uh are. And we do. Oh, oh, really? Uh Hold on. I hear an objection. (laughs) I hear an objection. I'm very emotional, Brad. Carry on. Carry on. No, I'm I'm just saying, how, how, how many guys have keyed your car? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't call them back. Well, they haven't actually keyed it, well, but they threatened to put sugar in my tank and bust well, my well, well, oh, oh, Okay, mm-hmm. okay, threaten. 
No. That's emotional no, unstable. No, no, no. Yes, it is, <laughs> no, 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 no. Real, real, number one, real men will threaten the car, but they will never touch somebody's car. That is horrible. See, women will unstable. actually do it. I've watched I've never, a woman I've throw a never. brick through a front window because a dude didn't call her for two weeks. Joey, that happened to you? No. Oh, no one's gotten onto the BMW yet? No, because I'm very selective kind, sir. Exactly. And he yeah. knows how to hide that very small car. Yeah, well, it doesn't hide that well. It's hot red. But it's, uh, no, I, th- I think you're generalizing too much. Really? I don't think men are like these stoic figures that never no. get emotional. Exactly. and never gr- Tell them, Joey. It's not like men start most of the wars. I'm sure they just start those wars for cold, calculated reasons. We need the oil and the money. <laughs> and the women. Sure. We need the oil, the money, and the women. Yeah. Yeah, they never... Because the, the story that got me was, uh, what was it, Helen or Troy? I'm like, you talking about two countries went to war for one woman. Brandon, yeah. you ever asked a girl, who are you on the phone with? No. You've never asked a girl where you've been or where you're going? Nope, because guess what the answer to... No, nope. uh, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let me correct myself. Yes, I have. Well, and you're emotionally unstable. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I asked a girl that one time, and she made me feel about this small because her next questions were, I don't, I don't answer to my dad, and I sure oh, well, don't answer to you. Oh, she was being a butthole, but I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. At that moment, you were emotionally unstable. No, but it depends on how you ask, too. It's like, hey, well, who are you on the phone with? Like, uh, you don't tell me what That's to do. That's a very but nice emotionally unstable. Yeah, but well, I'm like, no, well, I'm just curious. Well, well, like, well, you don't have to tell me. Wait, wait, wait a minute, but you, you have to consider where I come from. You ask that question, uh, do you pay my cell phone bill? Okay, have a nice day. Mm. Anyway, like I was saying, and they go back to their phone Well, concept. no, but if you would like to share our lives, you know, if we want to be responsible for one another in some way, I'm just interested. If you don't, I mean, if you want to keep it to yourself, fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, well, I just... Well, and you call me the rom-com person? Yeah, really? no. And, like, if you want to have you parts say, of your life compartmentalized you off and, like, you don't want to share who, you know, who you're chatting up, I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> but, you know, like, and you can keep it to yourself. I was just asking a question, and now you're all hot about it. So, like, <laughs> I'm wondering who's actually unstable here. Oh, My wow. goodness. Oh, Why God. are you acting so defensive? That, See, I know how to argue. Oh, I really get into it. I love to argue. Of course. Really, Joey? Oh, yeah. OMG. I'm, yeah, I'm I don't bad like to argue. about it. You don't like to mm-hmm. argue? I, well, I like to fake argue, where it just becomes a joke <laughs> half the time. So, so did you, like, do you still keep in contact with some of the women you were oh, yes, I do. incarcerated uh, with I, and I stuff do, like um, that? Women in Texas, Mobile, Florida, yeah, Texas, Georgia. Wow. I met some amazing girls in there. I really did. Oh, that's what's up. Are you going to try? Well, I guess they're not living in the area, right? So try to bring them in. No, but the, I have plans. Because they have plans. Okay, okay, okay. We don't want to give everything away tonight. Because so there we, had to be some f- friendship struck yeah. Yeah. while you're in prison. Yeah, yeah there were. And That's, see, it would be so cool if you could have them feature on the document. Right. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, people got to stick together. Of yeah. course. We got to tell. Yeah, and that's what's a great thing. You tell your own story, you end up telling a lot of different people's yeah. stories. Because uh, very rarely does somebody pull it through themselves. Mm-hmm. You always got some sort of support or somebody who says something wise or does something for you. Well, you know. I mean, because I could just imagine, you know, the first couple of weeks is depressing because you're not around your support system, which is your family. Mm-hmm. You're not around your regular surroundings. And in Toy Toy's case, 
you know, you're not around your kids. And I know that had to be the hardest thing. Yeah, it was. You know, the first couple of weeks, it's like, okay, I can't just run in there and look at my son and, hey, what's going on? Mom here, you know, what's going on? And it's just one of those things that people mm-hmm. don't consider when they're doing these crimes. Yeah. You know. Well, then life can change that quickly. In the blink of an eye. Well, again, October the 20th. October 20th. Casting call at the Hilton Gardens at the Interstate Park right here in Montgomery. 9 a.m. Right 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And okay. it will be uh, filmed? Yes, it will be filmed. You will have to sign the consent form. Okay. Well, folks, you, you've been uh, told if you've been incarcerated and... You're out, and you're trying to actually fix your life. Yes. And you, your you, life. Have to, you have to be Pick doing something positive now. Yes. Exactly. You can't be still robbing banks, no. <laughs> no, oh, good Lord. We don't need that. I mean, who, who robs banks these days? <laughs> exactly. The, the, just, the real game is like holding people ransom for Bitcoin. Or, or, or you just rob a PayPal account. Yeah, yeah exactly. Awful. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. I love you, you so much. I love you, too. Thank, oh, you, thank you, Brandon. Love you, Brandon. Oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> I'll see y'all tomorrow night talking more uh, scary Halloween movies. Ooh. Bye, guys. Have a... Joey Clark.